0: build. So super excited about that. Very. Cool. All right. Welcome everyone to the power half hour. And this week we have a very special guest uh, from uh, Houston, Texas business coach, Sam Varner. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me today.
0: Thank you for coming on. So uh, tell us a little bit about your story, uh, how you became a business coach.
1: Okay, so there's like a long and meandering path to that. But essentially, I think it started from growing up, my dad owned his own construction company. And so I got to watch him be the boss. So I always knew that I wanted to eventually own my own business. Hmm. And I worked in corporate jobs. I have a background in public relations and communications and then tripped into personal finance. So was doing financial advising for people in Calgary and got to the point where I was kind of like what am I going to do next and my husband got a job in Australia so that flipped me right into oh I guess we're going to Australia oh my god um and when I was there I had just trained you know gotten all my all my credentials to do the same thing as I was doing in Canada only to have him come home and say hey how about Texas and it's like oh. what Okay, cool. I'll roll with that. At that point, we had four kids. So when we got to Texas, I, mm mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I got to Texas and thought, okay, I want to take advantage of all the things that I've done in the past, but I don't necessarily want to go back to a corporate job. And now is the time to open a business and do it myself. So I started doing personal financial coaching for people. So I wanted Mm. to help them with their budgeting, their finances, just making the financial world more comfortable for people. And very quickly, business owners were the ones that were showing up. So whatever I was Mm. saying online, whatever I was talking about networking groups, it was resonating with people that owned business. Ah. And so instead of doing, hey, we'll figure out your personal money, I went very quickly into, I will profit coach you and get you to make more money in your business, which alleviates the tension on the personal finances if you're doing it correctly. So that's how I ended up here.
0: Amazing. Well, it's quite the journey, you know, (laughs) starting from corporate to uh, financial planning for people and business uh, coaching, personal, individual, and then boom, business Mm -hmm. coaching. Kind of just like one led to another naturally. It's just wasn't like you You were like, from day one, I want to be a business coach, but because you're good at it, and now it turned into this whole thing. So how long have you been doing the business coaching part of it?
1: It's been five years now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of businesses, uh, especially because my audience is mainly realtors, um, mm-hmm. were not profitable.
1: <laughs> you're right. I, would say, <laughs> I wish I wish I could say no, that's not true. But no, you're right. You're right. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's it, it's tough to be profitable. So I guess you know if you when you're working with business owners, you know, team leaders, uh, what are some tips and tricks right now that you're giving them to become more profitable? Besides, like spend less, make more.
1: <laughs> well, it's always. I mean, it always kind of boils down to spend less, make more. Yeah, but it comes from a position of how exactly you're going to do that, right? Because yeah, Mm. we hear that advice. We know what it looks like to calculate out our profitability. And it comes from a place of figuring out where are you, where are your gaps right now? So are Mm. you actually in a position of selling more and more of the people you're in front of, right? What's your closing ratio in your business? Are you good at it? right? Mm. We can, and this happens, real estate's a great example of an industry where people are naturally often good talkers and they are naturally kind of salesy people. Yeah, And I mean that in the best way possible, yeah. but they don't necessarily work on how do I strengthen that sales muscle and get better and better at closing, at figuring out what are those pinpoints where I could have gotten that guy, but Something happened. Do we go back and evaluate and reflect on why we lost the business or why they Mm. didn't choose you when you're in a bit of a situation of either a bidding war on a selling situation yeah, or when somebody is getting ready to actually sell their house and they're interviewing four or five different people, what is it that didn't get you the job? And how are we correcting for that on the front end, right?
0: Interesting. So that's actually even like a marketing type of coaching and also a little Mm -hmm. bit of sales coaching, I would guess, right?
1: Yeah, and my philosophy has always been that I have a crush formula. So I use a crush formula to kind of walk my clients through. And we start with the core of your Mm -hmm. business. So why are you even doing what you're doing? Why are you... Why are you in this industry to begin with? Why do you want to serve clients from the position that you are? Love we it. get that really strong because that's what keeps us going on those days where it feels like banging your head against the wall.
0: And that's a lot of, of days these days for <laughs> a lot of realtors. I mean, it's, it it's, is. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the real the estate core, business right it. now is hard, right? Yeah. It, it is. And so we need to have a reason for getting up and continuing to do it. So we start there, but then we do talk about all of your financials and understanding it and making really clear decisions as to what we're spending money on, what we're not spending money on, what we're Mm. evaluating the ROI, so the return on your investment, for all the things that we do spend our money on in a business, all of those pieces. But then there is the sales, promotion, mindset, automation, all of those pieces I still feel like drives into profit. So we talk about all of that, which is a little bit more diverse than just, hey, what's your what are your numbers, right?
0: Yeah, interesting. So it really, like a holistic whole view of the business, um, from sales to marketing to what are you spending lead gen on? What are you not spending on? Where are the gaps? Where are the opportunities for you to increase income? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And obviously, you dissect the the P&L and everything. And identify where you're spending money, where you shouldn't be spending money.
1: Oh yeah. And that's always the part where it's interesting, especially with certain service-based businesses like being in real estate, you sometimes people forget that they're actually in business for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. They're kind of of that, like, it's a pseudo, am I an employee? I work under, I work under a different brokerage. Like, how does that work? There's structures there that you have to kind of maintain and follow to a certain degree, but then, you're pretty autonomous as well. It's kind of that combination. And sometimes we just, because everybody else is doing it, I'm spending money on this. And I didn't ever really think about it. And is it even working for me? And so that's a huge portion of the discussion and, and knowing your numbers, like actually yeah. being able to pull up a P&L, right? There's a lot of business owners that are like, I, I don't really do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but now we do. Nowadays. Yeah.
0: Or they don't want to look at the reality yeah. of the situation. It's like, yes, we're not profitable. Yeah. Right. So why why do you think that, uh, well, especially in the market right now, uh, people aren't profitable and in good times, people aren't profitable.
1: Why is that? Mm. Well, in good times, people aren't profitable because they go crazy with spending, right? Mm. So either you're pulling money for your personal accounts because you want to be living the lifestyle you feel like you've earned as a business owner and you're now finally making money and it's coming in and you're like, woohoo, vacation time or whatever that looks like for you. Um, But in in the slow times, we're not profitable because we're just, it takes us a long time to pivot, right? Mm. If the things aren't working that we're doing... Are we are we shifting? Are we doing more? Are we 10xing our effort when that's what the market calls for? And most people don't do that, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's way better to prepare and to, to be ahead of the curve and mm-hmm. say, okay, I see a wave coming, whatever it is. Like, this is what yeah, we need yeah. to do now. So is that what you do with your clients as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. We talk a lot about having money set aside. So you're profitable means we're actually generating revenue and there's revenue in the business that's sitting there for the lean times that's sitting there for the investment opportunity that comes along that you want to be able to take advantage of. Mm -hmm. But so we're building to that as well. So not only are we building profitability from a corporate standpoint, right? Where we can start to self finance on the low times, Mm -hmm. but also we're building it because we want to take more money home and actually create the life we've intended. We're all self, Um, employed because we thought we could make more money this way. We'd have more time, freedom, more financial freedom. But most of us feel like, oh, no, I've made a terrible, terrible mistake. I'm working way more than I was in a corporate job (laughs) and making way less. And it's like, well, don't stay there. Don't keep doing that. Right. Get help with what's not working. Right? It's
0: funny. Like I always see on Instagram, social media, I gave up my nine to five so I can work 24 seven and make the same amount of money. Like, what's the point? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's super funny. Um, the struggle with a lot of agents that are looking to scale into a team into a real business is that mm-hmm. uh, they don't have systems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people are at a loss of that. Uh, is that what you come in and do for a lot of uh, teams as well?
1: Yeah, I will help with the. I always talk about it in terms of automation and delegation, right? So mm. you are going to need some human capital, you're going to need some people to help you, and you're going to need some automation in your business. You're going to need to have that back end piece where it's like, what does your follow up look like with clients? What is your mm. tracking of where your clients are? Where are your leads coming in from? And how are you capturing all of that? Mm-hmm. Especially in real estate, you have to be talking to a lot of people, right? It's a, it's a lot of numbers of get in front of people, have conversations and maintain the relationship. So you don't want to rely on your memory for that. That's a yeah. terrible plan. Um, you don't want to have it just be like, I scroll back through my phone text messages and say like, oh yeah, I haven't talked to Bob in a bit. I need to right. reach out. Like this is not systematic and it's no. not something you can pass off to another individual. So we do go through and analyze where is where do you need help in this and then what are the systems available real estate in particular there are so many softwares dedicated and specific to the industry that can be used or just generalized sales tools that are out there in the world that will help you manage some of this automation piece
0: i love that so it's about delegation and automation with the follow-ups and putting in systems so so that you know (laughs) <laughs> when you're a business owner is the business running you or are you running the business? Um, yeah. Do you also help agents scale, grow and get out of production? Is that, is that one piece that you can help with as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely have that conversation for the most part. The agents that I've dealt with up until this point have been either scaling from I'm on a team and I want to go independent. So they're at that stage mm-hmm. or, or, I'm an independent agent and I want to build a team. Got it. So it's an easy next step. And I say yeah. easy, you know, with kind of quotations because it doesn't feel easy if you're sitting there. But it it is just a systematic approach to how would I remove myself from the day-to-day operations of this? Yeah. And how strong is my management skill? This mm. is where your ability to manage humans in that role has to be really spot on for you to step back and completely get out of it then it's not really your business anymore right then you've created something where you have somebody in there managing for you and it's just an investment asset I that's essentially that. kind of trucking along. yeah
0: i mean the point of uh building a business uh even with the real estate sales uh business is uh mm-hmm. to build it so that you can one day be able to sell it i'm not saying that you will but be mm-hmm. able to yeah right so yeah. you know but most most agents are not most agents are sole proprietor most agents mm-hmm. are are grinding and don't have systems yeah and you know some some of them actually uh, they they work until you know a very late age and mm-hmm. having to not because they want to so yeah. can you help with that like If I were to come here and say, tell you, okay, well, I'm a solo agent. I want to start scaling, uh, but I don't know what to do. Can you Mm -hmm. give me like step-by-step?
1: Yeah, I absolutely can. And one of the things is going to be, are you sure you want it to be people? Like, do you Mm want to manage people? Do you want to actually, because it's, it is the natural next step, right? If you look at the projection of a real estate agent, that is kind of the theory, but Not everybody wants to do the management piece. Not everybody wants to have agents under them to maintain. So then it's actually first, Mm -hmm. how do you want to grow? What do you want it to look like? What is success defined as by the individual? And then at that point, then we can build or scale according to what they're trying to create, right? So are they trying to create a big team or are they actually trying to just generate more sales or a higher price point? So they're creating more revenue for themselves.
0: So it's really not one size fits all. It's really a custom solution from, you know, what, what you're telling me right now. So that's, uh, that's yeah. good to know. Um, th- here's a question. Because yeah. I myself, you know, I sold over 100 homes as a solo agent first before I started building a team. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen other agents that have come, you know, 10 transactions first year with just by himself. Yep. and 30 but he added one agent 50 and added, added another agent now he's doing hundreds of deals but he started out doing that whereas i went to 100 deals as a solo agent do, mm-hmm. you, do can you help someone scale because i don't think i mean unless it's like all about ego like it's you yourself selling and selling 100 homes it, it just you i gotta sacrifice everything else i'm just being yeah. real right yeah. so can you help with that
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I can help with figuring out why aren't you selling more homes, right? So the person that's doing 10 in a year, okay, what's the gap? Why, why are we not getting from 10 a year to 20 a year, right? Let's go to that first. And it might just be a couple of little tweaks, or it might be a bigger in-depth kind of evaluation. And if you're selling a hundred homes, in the first year, right. Or in your, in a year, then the question is, okay, what, what are you sacrificing? That's going to be the question. Like John, we're going to sit down and I'm going to say like, okay, so how does it feel to have done that? And if you're open and vulnerable, we're not doing it necessarily in public, you're going to probably say like, well, it felt great from a numbers standpoint, from a, like my name on the list, right. That feels good. We like that feeling, but from a like did I feel like I ever got to sit down and rest? Did I feel like Mm -hmm. I ever got to take any time off where I wasn't trying to like move the next deal along? Probably not that easily when you're doing it all yourself. That's Mm -hmm. an incredible amount of work in the same hours as the guy who sold 10 houses, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Nobody ever asked me if I'm taking enough time off. (laughs) It was always like, push, push, push. Let's get to a hundred deals. Let's make a million (laughs) dollars but little did i realize you know i was giving up everything else so you can come in and help with that work less and make more or maybe mm-hmm. work the same amount and make the same make more why not yeah right yeah don't um, work
1: i i rarely am saying to people you need to work more to make more mm. that feels unless they're literally doing very little right unless they're at the <laughs> stage where they're like i have kind of given up i'm a little bit burnt out and i'm doing very little yeah. usually my response is like What does your downtime look like? What is your Hmm. focus time with your family? What is your time that you're spending recreationally? Because if that part doesn't exist, then it's no fun. Like, what are you doing it for? Hmm.
0: Wow. So you do some coaching and advice on that as well. Not just the business part. It's like, okay, well, what, what are we allocating to, uh, recreation? Because mm-hmm. that's important. Like, why why are you even working? Why make all this money when you have no, you know, not, nobody to share it with? You have yeah. no fun. Like you're just gonna burn out.
1: You are. You are and you're gonna quit and you're gonna go back to working that corporate job or you're going to have troubles with your relationship because that person's never gonna see you or you know, your kids are gonna do that guilt thing where they're like, Hey, I don't Are you coming to this thing? Oh, never mind. And they just stop asking because they know you're not. Right. And yeah. those aren't the reasons we do these things. Like there's none of us that are out here grinding away or working away at a business to not be available to the people that are important.
0: Yeah. I think we lose sight of that. And it's like, why am I even doing this? Like I, I, I want to make money because I can have time, but mm-hmm. the more money we make, the less time we seem to have. So definitely wh- why didn't we meet you uh 10 years ago <laughs> is my question. Uh, so. So, but I'm glad we're chatting now and hopefully, you know, our audience will reach out to you. What sort of uh, typical results for a real estate agent um, that they can expect by working with you?
1: Um, That's a really good question. I had a podcast episode go out this week um, on the She Needs Grit podcast and it was a client of mine who's a realtor. Mm. And she was on a team and then went independent with me mm. and increased her... Now, I want to say I'm almost certain it was her revenue, but it's on that podcast. So you can double check me. You can you can fact check me. But it's a 300% increase in her revenue over the course of the time that we worked together. So the first, I think it was 12 months. Awesome. Um, it was a huge increase. So she went from being on a team to being independent. And the, mm-hmm. the thing that she says on that podcast that I think is so interesting is her motivation at that point wasn't really money. It was fear around getting coached around the fear of could she even do that would she even have the ability to be successful on her own Mm. that feeling like she was so protected and so um, safe within the group and could she actually even be independent that felt like a big step for her and so that was part of our coaching to begin with and then you know we've seen just massive massive growth since then with her and she still she still is in my in my circle now so
0: that's awesome. So really, it's uh, that goes beyond uh, business systems, um, mm-hmm. profit and loss, recreation, coaching you on how to have a life. It's mm-hmm. also about your limiting beliefs. So it really is like a the whole everything you coach on everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I don't think I think it's very hard to coach completely in isolation on one aspect. I mean, I think you could get coaching on like, how do I create better Instagram reels? I think that's a tangible, but it's almost like that's a tangible skill that you're trying to learn. Mm -hmm. Business is so robust and profitability and building a thriving life is so robust. Mm. You need to have a bit of all of this. You can't, I can't just say to you like, sweet, your spreadsheet looks great. Right. Your life is still a disaster. It seems like you're really stressed, but away you go. Good, good (laughs) luck. That feels bad,
0: <laughs> right? Okay. So it's not really all just about the numbers. You actually dive yeah. deep with your clients and, mm-hmm. and really figure out what they want. I mean, business is one aspect, but uh, what's what's good business when you have a crappy life, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So build the life and then have your business be the supporting cast to that, right? It's the financier yeah. of that life that you're trying to build. And if you do it that way, it's a lot easier to maintain balance is kind of a crappy word for it but to maintain a real life right because we're mm-hmm. a real person we're not robots so that's how you have to do it
0: exactly with all the ai available uh we're, we're still we're, we're human uh, yeah what, what are some biggest struggles right now that you see for real estate agents that you're working with and how are you navigating them uh, past that
1: I think one of the biggest ones I hear about all the time is there's been such a shift in the market, right? So we're looking at interest rates being probably the primary issue Mm -hmm. um, that I hear about the most. And honestly, I often will say when I'm in front of a group, it is not important. It is true, right? Everything that you're feeling is true and factual and yes, we can like look at the logistics of it, but it doesn't matter. It is just the today and now in terms of what the market looks like, in terms of what the interest rates are looking Mm -hmm. like. There are still people buying and selling property at these interest rates. We see it. There's still names up on that leaderboard in the office. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful not to fall into the trap of like, I can't because of what's happening. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I can despite what's happening, but it's a different problem. So what do I need to shift? What I did three months ago or a year ago is not going to work. So looking at it just as a problem, just as a like, okay, how, how could I make this work? And then going after it. Um, that's the number one thing is like, don't, don't let the news or the, the words that you're floating around in the world settle so heavy on you that you then just think it's impossible. I can't.
0: That's amazing. I always say, you know, it's because the market is down right now that I will, you know, become yes. successful. Right. I always yeah. say, you know, in 2008, that's the year I actually became, you know, in my mind, uh, a really tough agent because yeah. I went through the grind and I be- yeah. I became better because of it. So I always think, okay, when the market's down, here's my opportunity mm-hmm. and there's less competition. Right. Yeah. So well,
1: look, there's so many people that are in real estate right now that will not be here next year. And by next year, I mean, January, like not next year, A year from now.
0: Let's talk to those people right now. If they are listening right now, quiet quitting or straight up like signing my paper saying I'm (laughs) out of the business, what would you say to them right now?
1: Make a decision. Hmm. Make a decision of either you are in this business for the long term, not just till Tuesday, not till it's easier, (laughs) but like you're literally in it or choose actively choose to not be in it. And don't make that a bad thing. Make it be just a decision you're making in your life and then go to the next thing. But don't waffle. Don't waste any more weeks of you thinking, I kind of, I should have, I maybe, I kind... Like, it doesn't get you anywhere. So you either go... I always say to the kids, um, I've got four now and a couple of them are teenagers, so we're in that stage. And it's like, we only do things with our full ass. No half-assing allowed, (laughs) right? It's... (laughs) You're all in. So if you're, if you're calling yourself a realtor right now, yeah. then for the love, do the things a realtor needs to do to be successful. Otherwise, choose a different occupation and have that be totally okay that that's your choice, but either lean in or get out because it's causing you more stress dwelling on that day in, day out. Anyway, that's not helping
0: yeah i always say when you're stressed out about the lack of income and the lack of sales you're actually not prospecting and for a real estate salesperson all you got to do is pick up the phone and call people and call yeah. people and set appointments and make money mm-hmm. so really draw a line in the sand guys and make a decision today like either i'm out or yeah. i'm all in yeah and i love that like there's we do things full ass
1: full ass both full cheeks, ass. all in let's go like Both cheeks. Both cheeks, right?
0: I love it. I love it. Now, as we close out um, 2023 into 2024, um, first of all, like your prediction on the market, if you could see it. Um, Obviously, you don't have a crystal ball. Tough question. No, I wish I did. (laughs) And what's the biggest opportunity for agents going forward here?
1: Hmm. Okay, I think... I'm not going to make a predict- prediction on rates or any of that, but I do mm-hmm. think there there are windows of opportunity that's going that are going to open up. There's going to be agents that leave the industry and that leaves a gap. That means more potential clients for the people that are still standing. Mm-hmm. So do not hesitate when it comes to going back to those leads that you did a terrible job of following up with to begin with, mm-hmm. right? The ones where you're like, oh, geez, I talked to George. Six months ago, I never did anything with it. I feel like a bit of a fool for leaving that. Now it's been too long. He's never going to want to hear from me. Just ignore that completely and go back through your list. Start to finish mm-hmm. properly. Every human you've ever touched, every human you've ever had that interaction with about real estate, just, just get her done. Get in front of them, pick up the phone, do that, and otherwise don't worry about it. Don't worry about what 2024 looks like other than mm. how are you motivated to move into this new year?
0: I love it. It's all about you. And I w- we always hear that uh, the market does not determine my production or the money mm-hmm. in the bank. The money, is, or the market does determine what I need to do differently uh, yeah. to get to the goal that I want, which is more money in the bank. So, guys... Uh, Keep at it. Uh, draw a line in the sand and just go get after it. Leave no stones unturned is what you're saying mm-hmm. is like,
1: absolutely. Don't worry
0: about it. And just go back and text and call every single person that you've ever touched that has shown some sort of interest or mm-hmm. can you refer you some business? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So Sam, uh, Amazing, amazing, amazing advice. Uh, How can people reach you if they wanted to, uh, you know, get into your coaching or just have a a discovery call?
1: Yeah. So probably the best place to find me is Sam, the profit coach on Instagram. That is the best place. Slide into my DMs. Tell me you listen to this and ask the question, like whatever you're sitting there with right now, just ask me. I'm happy to have that conversation or we'll book a call and we'll talk about how I can help you grow your business.
0: Amazing. And uh, what I'm gathering from this call is that Sam will actually be very gentle uh, with you and, and not beat you up. So I like that. <laughs> Sam, what a great I'm call. gentle,
1: but a little bit of an ass kicker. So it's cool. a little like I'm nicely going to kick you in the behind and get you, go- get you going.
0: I love it. And with full ass, both cheeks, guys. With that being said, uh, thank you so much for being here, Sam. We'll look forward to seeing you soon, and uh, we'll, we'll need to have a part two of this. Thank you. That
1: sounds perfect. Thank you. All right.
0: So super excited about that. Very. Cool. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Power Half Hour. And this week, we have a very special guest uh, from uh, Houston, Texas, business coach, Sam Varner. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me today.
0: Thank you for coming on. So uh, tell us a little bit about your story, uh, how you became a business coach.
1: Okay, so there's like a long and meandering path to that. But essentially, I think it started from growing up. My dad owned his own construction company, and so I got to watch him be the boss. So I always knew that I wanted to eventually own my own business. Hmm. And I worked in corporate jobs, I have a background in public relations and communications, and then tripped into personal finance, so was doing financial advising for people in Calgary, and got to the point where I was kind of like, what am I gonna do next? And my husband got a job in Australia. So that flipped me right into, oh, I guess we're going to Australia. Oh my gosh. Um, and when I was there, I had just trained, you know, gotten all my, all my credentials to do the same thing as I was doing in Canada, only to have him come home and say, Hey, how about Texas? And it's like, oh. what? Okay, cool. I'll roll with that. At that point we had four kids. So when we got to Texas, I, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. yeah. So I got to Texas and thought, okay, I want to take advantage of all the things that I've done in the past, but I don't necessarily want to go back to a corporate job. And now is the time to open a business and do it myself. So I started doing personal financial coaching for people. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to help them with their budgeting, their finances, just making the financial world more comfortable for people. And very quickly business owners were the ones that were showing up. So whatever I was Mm -hmm. saying online, whatever I was talking about networking groups, it was resonating with people that owned business. Ah. And so instead of doing, hey, we'll figure out your personal money, I went very quickly into, I will profit coach you and get you to make more money in your business, which alleviates the tension on the personal finances if you're doing it correctly. So that's how I ended up here.
0: Amazing. Well, it's quite the journey, you know, starting from corporate to uh, financial planning for people and business uh, coaching, personal, individual, and then boom, business Mm -hmm. coaching. Kind of just like one led to another naturally. It just wasn't like you, you were like, from day one, I want to be a business coach, but because you're good at it, and now it turned into this whole thing. So how long have you been doing the business coaching part of it?
1: It's been five years now.
0: Awesome awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of businesses, uh, especially because my audience is mainly realtors, um mm-hmm. were not profitable.
1: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I would say... I wish I wish I could say no that's not true but no you're right. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it's tough to be profitable. So, I guess, you know, if you when you were working with business owners, you know, team leaders, Uh, what are some tips and tricks right now that you're giving them to become more profitable? Besides, like, spend less, make more.
1: (laughs) Well, it's always, I mean, it always kind of boils down to spend less, make more. But it comes from a position of how exactly you're going to do that, right? Because, yeah, Mm. we hear that advice. We know what it looks like to calculate out our profitability. And it comes from a place of figuring out where are you, where are your gaps right now? So are Mm. you actually in a position of selling more and more of the people you're in front of, right? What's your closing ratio in your business? Are you good at it? Mm. Right. We can, and this happens, real estate's a great example of an industry where people are naturally often good talkers and they are naturally kind of salesy people, Yeah, And I mean that in the best way possible, but they don't necessarily work on how do I strengthen that sales muscle and get better and better at closing, at figuring out what are those pinpoints where I could have gotten that guy, but something happened. Do we go back and evaluate and reflect on why we lost the business or why Mm -hmm. they didn't choose you when you're in a bit of a situation of either a bidding war on a selling situation yeah or when somebody's getting ready to actually sell their house and they're interviewing four or five different people what is it that didn't get you the job and how are we correcting for that on the front end right
0: interesting so that's actually even like a marketing type of coaching and also a little mm-hmm. bit of sales coaching i would guess right
1: yeah and my okay. philosophy has always been that I have a crush formula, so I use a crush formula to kind of walk my clients through. And we start with the core of your mm-hmm. business. So why are you even doing what you're doing? Why are you, why are you in this industry to begin with? Why do you want to serve clients from the position that you are? Love we it. get that really strong because that's what keeps us going on those days where it feels like banging your head against the wall.
0: And that's a lot of of days these days for a <laughs> lot of realtors. I mean, it's, it it's, is, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the real estate the business right
1: now is hard, right? Yeah, it it is. And so we need to have a reason for getting up and continuing to do it. So we start there, but then we do talk about all of your financials and understanding it and making really clear decisions as to what we're spending money on, what we're not spending money on, what we're mm-hmm. evaluating the ROI. So the return on your investment for all the things that we do spend our money on in a business, all of those pieces but then there is the sales, promotion, mindset, automation. All of those pieces I still feel like drives into profit. So we talk about all of that, which is a little bit more diverse than just, hey, what's your what are your numbers, right?
0: Yeah, interesting. So it really like a holistic whole view of the business um, from sales to marketing to what are you spending lead gen on, what are you not spending yeah. on? Where are the gaps? Where are the opportunities for you to increase income?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and obviously you dissect the, the P&L and everything and identify where you're spending money, where you shouldn't be spending money.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's always the part where it's interesting, especially with certain service-based businesses like being in real estate, You sometimes people forget that they're actually in business for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of of that, like it's a pseudo, am I an employee? I work yeah. under, I work under a different brokerage. Like, how does that work? There's structures there that you have to kind of maintain and follow to a certain degree, but then you're pretty autonomous as well. It's kind of that combination. And sometimes we just, because everybody else is doing it, I'm spending money on this. And I didn't ever really think about it. And is it even working for me? And so that's a huge portion of the discussion and and knowing your numbers, like actually,
0: yeah being
1: able to pull up a L, right there's a lot of business owners that are like i i don't really do that i'm like oh but now we do now we yeah
0: do. or they don't want to look at the reality yeah. of the situation it's like yes we're not profitable yeah. right so why why do you think that uh well especially in the market right now uh, people aren't profitable and in good times mm. people aren't profitable
1: why is that mm. Well, in good times, people aren't profitable because they go crazy with spending, right? Mm. So either you're pulling money for your personal accounts because you want to be living the lifestyle you feel like you've earned as a business owner, and you're now finally making money and it's coming in, and you're like, "Woohoo, vacation time!" or whatever that looks like for you. Um, but in in the slow times, we're not profitable because we're just. It takes us a long time to pivot, right? Mm. If the things aren't working that we're doing are we are we shifting are we doing more are we 10xing our effort when that's what the market calls for and most people don't do that right
0: yeah it's it's way better to prepare and to to be ahead of the curve and mm-hmm. say okay i see a wave coming whatever it is like this is what yeah, we need yeah. to do now so is that what you do with your clients as well
1: yeah i definitely do we talk a lot about having money set aside so you're profitable means we're actually generating revenue and there's revenue in the business that's sitting there for the lean times that's sitting there for the investment opportunity that comes along that you want to be able to take advantage of. Mm -hmm. But so we're building to that as well. So not only are we building profitability from a corporate standpoint, right, where we can start to self finance on the low times, Mm -hmm. but also we're building it because we want to take more money home and actually create the life we've, intended we're all self um employed because we thought we could make more money this way we'd have more time freedom more financial freedom but most of us feel like oh no i've made a terrible terrible mistake i'm working way more than i was in a corporate job (laughs) and making way less and it's like well don't stay there don't keep doing that right get help with what's not working It's
0: funny, like I always see on Instagram, social media, I gave up my nine to five so I can work 24 seven and make the same amount of money. Like, what's the point, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's super funny. Um, The struggle with a lot of agents that are looking to scale into a team into a real business is that Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have systems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people are at a loss of that. Uh, Is that what you come in and do for a lot of uh, teams as well?
1: Yeah, I will help with the, I always talk about it in terms of automation and delegation, right? Mm. So you are going to need some human capital. You're going to need some people to help you. And you're going to need some automation in your business. You're going to need to have that back end piece where it's like, what does your follow up look like with clients? What is your Mm. tracking of where your clients are? Where are your leads coming in from? And how are you capturing all of that? Mm -hmm. Especially in real estate, you have to be, talking to a lot of people, right? It's a, it's a lot of numbers of get in front of people, have conversations and maintain the relationship. So you don't want to rely on your memory for that. That's a terrible plan. Um, you don't want to have it just be like, I scroll back through my phone text messages and say like, Oh yeah, I haven't talked to Bob in a bit. I need to reach out. Like this is not systematic and it's not something you can pass off to another individual. So we do go through and analyze where is where do you need help in this and then what are the systems available real estate in particular there are so many softwares dedicated and specific to the industry that can be used or just generalized sales tools that are out there in the world that will help you manage some of this automation piece
0: i love that so it's about delegation and automation with the follow-ups and putting in systems so so that you know (laughs) when you're a business owner is the business running you or are you running the business? Um, do you also help agents scale, grow and get out of production? Is that, is that one piece that you can help with as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely have that conversation for the most part. The agents that I've dealt with up until this point have been either scaling from I'm on a team and I want to go independent. So they're at that stage Mm -hmm. or, I'm an independent agent and I want to build a team. Got it. So it's an easy next step and I say yeah. easy, you know, with kind of quotations because it doesn't feel easy if you're sitting there. But it it is just a systematic approach to how would I remove myself from the day-to-day operations of this yeah. and how strong is my management skill? This mm. is where your ability to manage humans in that role has to be really spot on for you to step back and completely get out of it, then it's not really your business anymore, right? Then you've created something where you have somebody in there managing for you. And it's just an investment asset that's essentially kind of trucking. Yeah.
0: I mean, the point of, uh, building a business, uh, even with a real estate sales, uh, business is uh, Mm -hmm. to build it so that you can one day be able to sell it. I'm not, Th- saying that you will but be mm-hmm. able to yeah right so yeah, yeah. you know but most most agents are not most agents are sole proprietor most agents mm-hmm. are are grinding and don't have systems yeah and you know some some of them actually uh they they work until they're at a very late age and mm-hmm. having to not because they want to so yeah. h- can you help with that like If I were to come here and say, tell you, okay, well, I'm a solo agent. I want to start scaling, uh, but I don't know what to do. Can you Mm -hmm. give me like step-by-step?
1: Yeah, I absolutely can. And one of the things is going to be, are you sure you want it to be people? Like, do you Mm want to manage people? Do you want to actually, because it's, it is the natural next step, right? If you look at the projection of a real estate agent, that is kind of the theory, but not everybody wants to do the management piece. Not everybody wants to have agents under them to maintain. So then it's actually first, Mm. how do you want to grow? What do you want it to look like? What is success defined as by the individual? And then at that point, then we can build or scale according to what they're trying to create, right? So are they trying to create a big team or are they actually trying to just generate more sales or a higher price point? So they're creating more revenue for themselves.
0: So it's really not one size fits all. It's really a custom solution from, you know, what, what you're telling me right now. So that's, uh, that's yeah. good to know. Um, th- here's a question. Because yes. I myself, you know, I sold over 100 homes as a solo agent first before I started building a team. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen other agents that have come, you know, 10 transactions first year with just by himself. Yes. and 30 but he added one agent 50 and added the added another agent now he's doing hundreds of deals but he started out doing that whereas i went to 100 deals as a solo agent do, mm-hmm. you, do can you help someone scale because i don't think i mean unless it's like all about ego like it's you yourself selling and selling 100 homes it, it just you i gotta sacrifice everything else i'm just being yeah. real right yeah. so can you help with that
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I can help with figuring out why aren't you selling more homes, right? So the person that's doing 10 in a year, okay, what's the gap? Why why are we not getting from 10 a year to 20 a year, right? Let's go to that first. And it might just be a couple of little tweaks or it might be a bigger in-depth kind of evaluation. And if you're selling a hundred homes, In the first year right or in your in a year then the question is okay what what are you sacrificing that's going to be the question like john we're going to sit down and i'm going to say like okay so how does it feel to have done that and if you're open and vulnerable we're not doing it necessarily in public you're going to probably say like well it felt great from a numbers standpoint from a like my name on the list right that feels good we like that feeling but from a like did I feel like I ever got to sit down and rest? Did I feel like mm-hmm. I ever got to take any time off where I wasn't trying to like move the next deal along? Probably not that easily when you're doing it all yourself. That's mm-hmm. an incredible amount of work in the same hours as the guy who sold 10 houses, right? Yeah, exactly. The same time.
0: Yeah. yeah, nobody ever asked me if I'm taking enough time off. <laughs> it was always <laughs> like, push, push, push. Let's get to 100 deals. Let's make a million dollars. But little did I realize, you know, I was giving up everything else. So you can come in and help with that. Work less and make more or maybe work the same amount and make the same, make more. Why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't Um, work.
1: I I rarely am saying to people, you need to work more to make more. mm. That feels, unless they're literally doing very little, right? Unless they're at the (laughs) stage where they're like, I have kind of given up. I'm a little bit burnt out and I'm doing very little. Usually my response is like, what is your downtime look like? What is your Hmm. focus time with your family? What is your time that you're spending recreationally? Because if that part doesn't exist, then it's no fun. Like, what are you doing it for?
0: Hmm. Wow. So you do some coaching and advice on that as well. Not just the business part. It's like, okay, well, what, what are we allocating to, uh, recreation because mm-hmm. that's important. Like why why are you even working? Why make all this money when you have no, you know, not, nobody to share it with? You have yeah. no fun. Like you're just going to burn out.
1: You are. You are and you're going to quit and you're going to go back to working that corporate job or you're going to have troubles with your relationship because that person's never going to see you or you know, your kids are going to do that guilt thing where they're like, "Hey, I don't are you coming to this thing?" Oh, never mind. And they just stop asking because they know you're not. Right. And those aren't the reasons we do these things. Like there's none of us that are out here grinding away or working away at a business to not be available to the people that are important.
0: Yeah. I think we lose sight of that. And it's like, why am I even doing this? Like I, I want to make money because I can have time, but Mm -hmm. the more money we make, the less time we seem to have. So definitely. Why didn't we meet you, uh, 10 years ago (laughs) is my question. Uh, so, so, but I'm glad we're chatting now and hopefully, you know, our audience will reach out to you. What sort of uh typical results for a real estate agent um, that they can expect by working with you?
1: Um, That's a really good question. I had a podcast episode go out this week um, on the She Needs Grit podcast and it was a client of mine who's a realtor. Mm. And she was on a team and then went independent with me mm. and increased her, now I want to say... I'm almost certain it was her revenue, but it's on that podcast. So you can double check me. You can you can fact check me. But it's a 300% increase in her revenue over the course of the time that we worked together. So the first, I think it was 12 months. Awesome. Um, it was a huge increase. So she went from being on a team to being independent. And the, mm-hmm. the thing that she says on that podcast that I think is so interesting is her motivation at that point wasn't really money. It was fear around getting coached around the fear of could she even do that would she even have the ability to be successful on her own Mm. that feeling like she was so protected and so um, safe within the group and could she actually even be independent that felt like a big step for her and so that was part of our coaching to begin with and then you know we've seen just massive massive growth since then with her and she still she still is in my in my circle now so
0: That's awesome. So really it's, uh, that goes beyond, uh, business systems, um, Mm -hmm. profit and loss, recreation, coaching you on how to have a life. It's Mm -hmm. also about your limiting beliefs. So it really is like, a the whole, everything you coach on everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I think it's very hard to coach completely in isolation on one aspect. I mean, I think you could get coaching on like, how do I create better Instagram reels? I think that's a tangible, but it's almost like that's a tangible skill that you're trying to learn. Mm -hmm. Business is so robust and profitability and building a thriving life is so robust. Mm. You need to have a bit of all of this. You can't, I can't just say to you like, sweet, your spreadsheet looks great. Right. Your life is still a disaster. It seems like you're really stressed, but away you go. Good, good (laughs) luck. That feels bad.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, so it's not really all just about the numbers. You actually dive yeah. deep with your clients and mm-hmm. and really figure out what they want. I mean, business is one aspect, but uh what's what's good business when you have a crappy life? Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. so build the life and then have your business be the supporting cast to that, right? It's the financier right. of that life that you're trying to build. And if you do it that way, it's a lot easier to maintain balance is kind of a crappy word for it but to maintain a real life right because we're mm-hmm. a real person we're not robots so that's how you have to do it
0: exactly with all the ai available uh we're, we're still we're, we're human uh, yeah what, what are some biggest struggles right now that you see for real estate agents that you're working with and how are you navigating them uh, past that
1: I think one of the biggest ones I hear about all the time is there's been such a shift in the market, right? So we're looking at interest rates being probably the primary issue Mm -hmm. um, that I hear about the most. And honestly, I often will say when I'm in front of a group, it is not important. It is true, right? Everything that you're feeling is true and factual. And yes, we can like look at the logistics of it, but it doesn't matter, It is just the today and now in terms of what the market looks like, in terms of what the interest rates are looking Mm -hmm. like. There are still people buying and selling property at these interest rates. We see it. There's still names up on that leaderboard in the office. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful not to fall into the trap of like, I can't because of what's happening. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I can despite what's happening, but it's a different problem. So what do I need to shift what I did three months ago or a year ago, is not going to work. So looking at it just as a problem, just as a like, okay, how, how could I make this work? And then going after it, um, that's the number one thing is like, don't, don't let the news or the the words that you're floating around in the world settle so heavy on you that you then just think it's impossible, I can't.
0: That's amazing. I always say, you know, it's because the market is down right now that I will you know, become yes. successful. Right. I always yeah. say, you know, in 2008, that's the year I actually became, you know, in my mind, uh, a really tough agent because yeah. I went through the grind and I be- yeah. I became better because of it. So I always think, OK, when the market's down, here's my opportunity mm-hmm. and there's less competition.
1: Right. Yeah. So well, look, there's so many people that are in real estate right now that will not be here next year. And by next year, I mean, January, like not next year, A year from now.
0: Let's talk to those people right now. If they are listening right now, quiet quitting or straight up like signing my paper saying I'm (laughs) out of the business, what would you say to them right now?
1: Make a decision. Hmm. Make a decision of either you are in this business for the long term, not just till Tuesday, not till it's easier, (laughs) but like you're literally in it or choose, actively choose to not be in it. And don't make that a bad thing. Make it be just a decision you're making in your life and then go to the next thing. But don't waffle. Don't waste any more weeks of you thinking, I kind of, I should have, I maybe, I kind, like, it doesn't get you anywhere. So you either go, I always say to the kids, um, I've got four now and a couple of them are teenagers. So we're in that stage. And it's like, we only do things with our full ass. No half-assing allowed, right? It's... (laughs) You're all in. So if you're, if you're calling yourself a realtor right now, yeah. then for the love, do the things a realtor needs to do to be successful. Otherwise, choose a different occupation and have that be totally okay that that's your choice, but either lean in or get out because it's causing you more stress dwelling on that day in, day out. Anyway, that's not helping.
0: Yeah, I always say when you're stressed out about the lack of income and the lack of sales, you're actually not prospecting. And for a real estate salesperson, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call people and call people and set appointments and make money. Mm -hmm. So really draw a line in the sand, guys, and make a decision today. Like either I'm out or I'm all in. And I love that. Like there's we do things full ass.
1: Full ass. Both cheeks. All in. Let's go. Like Both cheeks. Both cheeks, right?
0: I love it. I love it. Now, as we close out um, 2023 into 2024, um, first of all, like your prediction on the market, if you could see it. Um, obviously, you don't have a crystal ball. Tough no, question. I wish I did. <laughs> a- and what's the biggest opportunity for agents going forward here?
1: Hmm. Okay. I think I'm not going to make a predict- prediction on rates or any of that, but I do hmm. think there. There are windows of opportunity that's going that are going to open up. There's going to be agents that leave the industry and that leaves a gap. That means more potential clients for the people that are still standing. Mm-hmm. So do not hesitate when it comes to going back to those leads that you did a terrible job of following up with to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. The ones where you're like, oh geez, I talked to George six months ago. I never did anything with it. I feel like a bit of a fool for leaving that. <laughs> Now it's been too long. He's never going to want to hear from me. Just ignore that completely and go back through your list. Start to finish Mm -hmm. properly. Every human you've ever touched, every human you've ever had that interaction with about real estate, just, just get her done, get in front of them, pick up the phone, do that. And otherwise don't worry about it. Don't worry about what 2024 looks like other than Mm. how are you motivated to move into this new year?
0: I love it. It's all about you. And we always hear that uh, the market does not determine my production or the money in the bank. The money or the market does determine what I need to do differently uh, to get to the goal that I want, which is more money in the bank. So guys, uh, Keep at it, uh, draw a line in the sand and just go get after it. Leave no stones unturned is what you're saying Mm -hmm. is like,
1: absolutely. Don't worry
0: about it uh, and just go back and text and call every single person that you've ever touched that has shown some sort of interest or Mm -hmm. can you refer you some business?
1: Right. So
0: Sam, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing advice. Uh, How can people reach you if they wanted to, uh, you know, get into your coaching or just have a a discovery
1: call? Yeah. So probably the best place to find me is Sam, the profit coach on Instagram. That is the best place. Slide into my DMS. Tell me you listen to this and ask the question, like whatever you're sitting there with right now, just ask me. I'm happy to have that conversation, or we'll book a call and we'll talk about how I can help you grow your business.
0: Amazing. And uh, what I'm gathering from this call is that Sam will actually be very gentle uh, with you and, and not beat you up. So I like that. <laughs> Sam, what a great I'm call. I'm gentle,
1: but a little bit of an ass kicker. So it's a cool. little like, I'm nicely going to kick you in the behind and get you, get, get you going.
0: I love it. And with yeah. full ass, both cheeks, guys. With that being said, uh, thank you so much for being here, Sam. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, we'll, we'll need to have a part two of this. Thank you.
1: That sounds perfect. Thank you. All right.